Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am SportsLogos.net minor league baseball correspondent Paul Caputo, broadcasting live, as always, from the Sunday Helmet Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. This is a really special episode about the Lexington Legends. Most of this episode was recorded before the Legends announced that they were going to rebrand as the Legends, reprising their nickname that they had had for 20 years before moving away from that nickname for the 2023 season and being the Lexington Counterclocks. I'll be speaking with designer Dan Simon, who created the new Lexington Legends brand. I'll be speaking with Brendan Kane, who is an educator in the state of Kentucky. And then Dan Simon will be back with one of his Studio Simon Stumpers. Right now, I'm so pleased to welcome back to the podcast, Alicia Amling of Temerity Baseball. Alicia is the director of Temerity Baseball, the new owner for, we can say it out loud now, the Lexington Legends. Alicia, how are you doing? Welcome back. Very, I am doing great, and uh, thanks for having me. It's it's nice to have had a very brief relationship with the name Lexington Professional Baseball, because it doesn't really roll off your tongue so well. So <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to be the Legends, officially. It was the worst kept secret in that little part of Kentucky. The advertising that you had out there saying that the new name was going to be legendary, uh, I think uh, may have been a little bit of a giveaway. <laughs> but it's not just that you are reprising the old name. You are there is now a new a new brand to go with it that was created by Dan Simon, and and I'll talk to Dan later on in this episode. This this brand is is a lot of fun it certainly evokes the old uh you know the color scheme and some uh, some elements of the old brand especially the mustache the mustache is still there but it has the the centerpiece of this new brand is this this character mighty lex who is a lot of fun he's basically a, a, a baseball in an old-timey baseball uniform before we get into mighty lex what was the thinking for for you all at temerity baseball in terms of bringing back this legend's name that had been around for more than two decades, replacing counterclocks, which only lasted one season. What was the thinking in bringing back the legends? So the legends, they're, they're legendary. They, they were a beloved, a beloved brand in minor league baseball. When we first kind of started dabbling in minor league baseball, the legends are one of those teams you heard about because they were just, they were loved by fans. They had a nice, a nice stadium and a great town for baseball. And they just had a great baseball moniker. It it's nothing crazy, you know. We're certainly not the trash pandas, and um, <laughs> it's it's not it's not that innovative. It's just a really nice rolls off your tongue name. And we also love the idea, you know. If you know our other two teams, we're kind of classic baseball guys, and we thought the legends really fit in with that classic baseball vibe. While also, it can kind of be a choose your own adventure. You can. You can talk about baseball legends. You can talk about Kentucky legends. You can talk about sport legends writ large. Um, you know, when we with, when we think of it, a tag tagline be legendary, that can mean a lot of things. So we really thought it had it lent itself to to being legendary in baseball, but also really you can be legendary in your community and kind of cement 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 our philosophy of baseball and and baseball being a big part of a community. And total transparency, we also closed on the team in January, and you can't come up with a good new name <laughs> and a brand in in three months. So when we had this perfect gem of a name sitting there, it was a no-brainer to go back to something that uh, more than 5,000 people wrote in uh, to the local paper after the counterclocks saying, bring back the legends. So... We we knew there was some desire of the fan base to 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 return the return of the legends was important. You know, sometimes there's a rebrand that that just doesn't quite catch on. I think that it's it's definitely the case that the the counterclocks were only around for a year, the 2023 season, and that that rebrand just didn't really catch on. Like I said, the legends were around for two decades, starting in 2001. And I think there was a real nostalgia for a team that had only been gone for for one season at this point. Right. For you all as a new ownership group to come in 
and to sort of seize on that that nostalgia, I think was a uh, was a great opportunity for for you. What was it, you know, about that that name that or this community that just said to you, okay, we got to get back to this legends name? Well, it it the legends it does sort of fit in with Kentucky in. You know, people, you go to Kentucky and you, they're the horses, which the counterclocks relied a lot on the horse imagery. Horses are big and, and they're everywhere. You know, you land at Cincinnati airport and the minute you cross the border, you're horse farm, horse farm. So you, you do have that kind of iconic legendary feel of like, oh, this is, this has been what it's like, been like for like 200 years. It's pretty legendary. Um, and then, uh, so you have the horses, you have the bourbon, like there's just a lot of that feeling of of warm old things when when you're in Lexington and and legends just sort of make sense and you know I personally actually like the imagery of the counterclocks I think there's some cool you know I I don't I make a point not to buy merchandise when I go to minor league ballparks because I would just have way too many t-shirts and hats if I did it <laughs> everywhere I went and I bought a counterclock sweatshirt and I wear it almost every week so I, I, I might be one of the few people who are, are wearing counterclocks gear right now, but I actually did like the imagery just, but knowing that there was such a, an ardent push in the community, uh, we did do a, some very small, narrow focus groups with some season ticket holders, past and present. And it was just across the board, a desire to go back to that legends. Um, and, and, you know, we, we, the team lost its affiliation in 2020. So there's been a a lot of changes over the last three or four years. And I think that is the desire to go back to that name not only speaks to the way people love the name, they love their experience at the Legends. They loved going to that packed opening night in 2001. They loved those first 10 years where there were five, you know, it was just a great packed ballpark. And they that's what they want to go back to is that experience they had. So we're going to try to deliver that experience and we can definitely deliver that name. Well, at the time of this recording, and this is really fun for me, is one of my favorite things about writing for sportslogos.net is that I sometimes teams will grant me access to the branding before it is actually unveiled so that I can write about it and have it ready to to go when the team makes the announcement. So I appreciate uh, that you all uh, allowed me to have access. We, we love that you love sports branding. So, <laughs> and it's fun for me. Like I, you know, I feel like such an insider now, like getting access to this and getting right. to, to to talk about it. But as we're talking about it right now, we don't know what the what the reception is going to be. Right? Correct. This is this has not been an unveiled outside of you know the interior work that you all have done. We don't know. I think it's pretty safe to bet that people are going to really in, enjoy that this brand that they liked is back and that there are certain elements of it that are new, not the least of which is this mighty Lex so. character. Yes. Right. Oh yeah, for certain. And, you know, and I really enjoyed, like I said, I'll be talking to Dan about Dan Simon created this brand working with you all again for the, for the third time. And, uh, you know, I, I think people will appreciate that there, this, this new character who is the centerpiece of this brand, mighty Lex, like I said, an old-timey baseball guy whose body is a baseball. Uh, it, he's he's really fun, and so a lot of the elements are are familiar: the color, the the mustache, the L E X brand. So there are certain things that carried forward from the the previous marks. But this new character, tell me about this new character. You called him your little guy before we started recording, which is the same language you used when when we were talking <laughs> about the Canapolis Cannonballers and yes. the baseball-headed <laughs> human cannonballer. Your little guy, Mighty Lex. Tell me about Mighty Lex. So we we loved the the identity. We loved kind of the swagger of the old identity, but we really wanted something a little more accessible, a little a little less masculine and gendered in this big Paul Bunyan way. And we wanted something that we thought a little kid would run up to that I would put on my hat and be like, who is that cute little guy? <laughs> um, I, I'm careful to say, I care, I shouldn't say he's cute. Cause I think he, I think he, with his wink and his mustache, I think he's just a debonair guy with swagger who <laughs> might be packing a lip of chewing tobacco or he might have <laughs> bourbon in his water bottle. Um, because he certainly has a little bit of, he certainly has some swagger, I think, which I, and I credit Dan, the fact that he can put, put character, like a, if you put debonairness and he could put swagger into a ball headed figure is pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> I think the old timey uniform helps with that. 
Um, you know, we went back and forth a couple of iterations worrying, is he too much like Mr. Peanut? Is he too much like the Monopoly man? There are mm. a couple of, you know, those really evocative fellas for lack yeah. of a better term. He's just a fella and that you, that are iconic in brands. And when you look at so them, you're like, no, he's not like either of those people actually, but he evokes, at least for our team, he evokes that same feeling of, oh yeah, he's smooth. He's cool. And that's what we wanted to, to people to take away from this, this guy. We are calling him Mighty Lex because one of the legends of baseball, Mighty Casey, we thought that was just a really kind of good tie-in back to who are the legends. And, you know, Mighty Casey at bat, well, we've got Mighty Lex. He is swinging for the rafters in his hometown and he's doing it with style. So that's that's where where he evolved from. There was much consternation over, you know, is he is he too cute? Are his arms thick enough? Is he strong enough? So we we wanted to didn't want to go totally away from that, you know, just brawn and bravado of the yeah. previous character, while also wanting someone you could, you know, put your arms around and and felt a little fresh, a little more youthful. And uh, I hope that people agree we landed there in our focus groups when we shared this. Some people uh, joked that he was like the the product of um, of the original character and Pee Wee, which is the mask, the ball headed mascot <laughs> the team used to use. That, that he, there was like an amalgamation of 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 those two characters, and he, and he sort of is. Uh, so I kind of I was not our intention, and but I kind of like that that there is some genealogy there and and he'll be a heck of a lot harder for the mascot company to make than if we had just used the original <laughs> guy but i would propose but no one's gonna call him paul bunyan so that's, <laughs> that's true <laughs> i would propose that he could be cute and have bourbon in his water bottle especially in <laughs> uh, kentucky. yes especially <laughs> in kentucky yes this is true speaking of kentucky the the state outline shows up in a couple of the marks. Uh, I'll talk to Dan about those. But it was obviously important to you in this new suite of logos to to reinforce the the Kentuckiness of of the brand. Why was that important to you uh, as part of this new suite of logos? It's important to the fans. the The L with the state is one of their number one selling hats, um, and it's sold not just at ball games, but it's that's the thing that people who maybe didn't go to a ball game still thought, huh, that's a really cool hat. I'm from Lexington. I want that. So mm -hmm. that I think the L with the state of Kentucky, it, it's, it says very clearly where you're from and what you're proud of. And we are just starting to get to know that and become a part of that community. So I won't, uh, but we did hear that that's what people wanted and what they loved. What goes into the decision, you know, as a new ownership group for uh, a team that is reprising uh, a decades old name, what goes into the decision of how much to bring forward from the old marks and how much to bring in that that is new? How much did you want to rely on on the nostalgia for that old le legends brand, and and how much did you want to make sure like this mighty Lex character was was brand new? That's a great question, and I wish we had a formula for it. Uh, <laughs> I need a rubric. I, I so. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a rubric, and then and then maybe talk to the the Diamond Baseball folks because they have to do this over and over and over again, whereas we uh, have only had the privilege of doing it now three times. And I would say we've done it differently each time. Um, you know, in Canapolis, there there was some baggage that we needed to get away from, so it was very straightforward that nothing was really carrying over. Um, in Greensboro, we we were, we took the do no harm approach because Greensboro was a franchise with attendance was good, numbers were good, people loved the franchise, and we just didn't want to screw it up while also recognizing that there was there was some need to bring it back, bring it into this this millennium. Um, or I know that's not fair. It was it <laughs> was fair. done that, in in the two thousands, but it was. It did need to be updated though. And and for the 20th anniversary season, we did update it while, while truly keeping it a refresh. Whereas I would say this Legends, we go beyond a refresh because we do, we, you know, we introduced the Mighty Lex character, uh, but we were able to keep the color, you know, the color scheme, it's just, it's a natural fit. We, we did talk about, are these the right colors? And it 
it seemed like a no-brainer question. It, we talked about it probably two or three group calls and I was like, what? Why are we forcing the issue? The, the answer is so clear that we all think green and blue is the right answer. So the color scheme was a no-brainer. That was an yeah. obvious thing to bring over. Um, the, the L state was another no-brainer just because we had heard for years about that that mm. logo that people really liked. And the mustache, well, you've seen our identities. We like a mustache. Uh, <laughs> never never seen a mustache we didn't like. So <laughs> so that was an obvious mark. And that the the mustache uh, mustache by itself was uh, I got I think I have to credit Brandios for the the update they had done on the brand yeah. in the late teens. and people loved that. Uh, it, it was beloved across minor league baseball. So, so there were just elements. You'll, you'll notice, I think, if you look closely at Mighty Lex's mustache, we did make some tweaks to the mustache. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we made sure to tweak the mustache. Standalone is exactly the same mustache that's on Mighty Lex. That was a, a debate. And and we, we, we made sure it matched. And I wish we had more time in the community. Uh, in Kannapolis, we had more than a year to learn folks and really dig in. And in Lexington, we, we didn't. You know, we went to our first game in September. So we've kind of taken a crash course in getting to know the region and these folks. And so that made us more reluctant to give up things that they had they had liked. Um, they at least said with their wallets that they liked them. I have one last question for you and then I'll, I'll let you get out of here. I have in my collection, I have at least two Lexington Legends ice cream helmets. Do we know which logo the, which logo is going on the ice cream helmets and what color which, will the helmets be? That is a great question. And we have officially hired our director of operations for the concessions team. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. The color of the helmet might be the stock green they can already have in stock because it is February. And Love we a need green to helmet. order it's some all right. ice cream hats. Uh, so I'm picturing we might have a... We also, the ballpark is, uh, the, the the gentleman we bought the team from did a wonderful job making some really beautiful updates to the ballpark and uh, embraced the navy that had already been at the ballpark, the navy and the hunter green classic ballpark colors. So while our identity is the true, uh, true royal blue and true bright Kelly green, the ballpark itself has some of that navy blue and hunter green. So if there's a, don't be surprised if you're, Ice cream helmet is navy blue with <laughs> with a green LEX on it. So uh, we won't be checking the Pantone colors on it. So it's, uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that because we also have a couple of old legends steel uh, or cast iron support beams for our seats have the original legends font on them. And we certainly aren't replacing those in the next three months. I think so, that sounds kind of cool, actually. I, I like yeah, the, the throwback. You kind of get to appreciate all the different iterations of the brand in the ballpark. And and we all we agree. We Part of being a legend is that you don't throw out the past. There you so, go. Oh, perfect. What a quote. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Uh, Alicia, thank you so much for making time to chat with me. At the time of this recording, we're just a couple days away from the unveiling. And so I know that you are very, very busy. I can't wait to see what the reaction is going to be. You know, you're two for two with the with the cannonballers and the grasshoppers with with really good, you know, positive reactions to to these brands. And I have no doubt that this uh, Legends brand will be the same. I'm going to go talk to Dan now about the work that he did in putting together the logo. And uh, uh, thank you again and, and look forward to talking to you the next time. Uh, we've got a, a Temerity baseball team to talk about. In the meantime, where can people find the Legends online? LexingtonLegends.com. That's pretty easy. We still have our all of the domain names from the previous team have been transferred to us. So LexingtonLegends.com. Fantastic. Alicia, thank you awesome. so much. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you for the time, Paul. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. Welcome back. I am always happy to be talking to my friend, Dan Simon of Studio Simon in Louisville, Kentucky, just down the road from Lexington kind of, I guess. Dan, good morning. How are you? I am fantastic. You just said just down the road from Lexington, I guess. It is just down the road, depending on what technically just down the road means. I consider it just down the road. It is slightly over an hour away, but I've made that trip numerous, numerous times. 
my son has played in that stadium on more than one occasion. So I've gone, I've gone to Lexington for other reasons, but I've gone there for baseball a lot and specifically to the, to the ballpark in which the Lexington legends will be sporting the new attire I have, uh, I've designed for them. Let's talk about this revived Lexington legends brand that, that you created. It went away for uh, a year and then came back under the careful guidance of your hand with a new character, Mighty Lex. This is a first for Baseball by Design. You and I have done this a number of times where we have talked about a a brand before it was unveiled. And so I always feel like I get access to top secret, fun, minor league baseball world information when I get access to these brands before they go live so that I can write about them for sportslogos.net. I, of course, will be doing that for this brand as well. Listeners of this podcast may have seen the article that is not yet written because it will feature <laughs> quotes from this interview. But it, at the time that you're listening to this, if you're listening to it the day it drops, that article went up five days ago. This brand's been around for five days at the time of this conversation. The world has not yet seen Mighty Lex, the character that you came up with in this revised brand. So there's a lot of stuff in this brand that uh, you know will be familiar to people who knew the Lexington legends before they went away in favor of the counterclocks for a, a season. They're back now under new ownership. The green and the blue are certainly familiar. Uh, there are elements of the brand that are familiar, but this new character, Mighty Lex, is I think the centerpiece of this brand. Let's talk about Mighty Lex. What were you thinking when you came up with him? This brand, as it previously exist, existed, there were two previous incarnations of this brand. There was the original, and then there was uh, Lexington Legends 2.0 that was developed by Brandios. And in both of those iterations, there was a mighty Casey-esque character. I don't know, I can't say because I was not involved in those identity development projects, but I can't say if it was specifically supposed to be either Mighty Casey or 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 heavily inspired by him. But I do know that when the when Temerity Baseball, um, owned by Andy Sandler and his sons, they wanted to bring back. They of course they had the opportunity to keep the counterclocks name or completely rebrand, but they wanted to bring back the Lexington Legends. And I was happy to that that's what they decided to do because um kind of always liked that direction. And what I wanted to do with this was I wanted to lean heavily into Mighty Casey. And that's why they that's why we're going with the name Mighty Lex because there's there it's not uh it's not coincidence um the difference here being the narrative is for those of you who I hope a lot of the listeners here know what happens at the end of uh of Casey at the bat spoiler alert he strikes out Dan, everyone uh, who is listening right now listened to the episode that we did about the Mudville Nine, and they remember the dramatic reading of Casey at the Bat performed by so many voices from this minor league baseball community. So uh, if you're listening now, surely you listened to that Mudville Nine episode we did. Okay, so uh, so I, I'm, I, I would imagine then I did not spoil it for anyone. <laughs> if I did, shame on you for not listening to all of the Baseball by Design podcasts. Go back and download the complete catalog. But the narrative here is this is Mighty Lex, and Mighty Lex did not strike out. Mighty mm. Lex delivered, and uh, and the legend was born. So I know that you have worked with Temerity Baseball before. Obviously, in the previous segment on this episode, I was speaking with Alicia from Temerity Baseball, and it's uh, it's notable to me that one of the other teams you worked on with them was the Canapolis Cannonballers, and that is a team that also features a character with a baseball head. And so this is a character. Mighty Lex has an entire, at least baseball torso and head. He's got he's a he's a baseball body with legs and arms. Is that something that uh, that that just was pure happenstance, or did that did that come about because of some direction from uh, from them? 
Oh, no, it wasn't direction from them. It was something that I proposed to them. You know, I've done so many characters and you do run the risk of uh, some visual redundancy. I wanted to somehow depict a baseball player, a person in a different form than the normal body. And that was the impetus for using virtually the whole baseball is his body as you described it it's a baseball it's from the uh <laughs> i guess the crotch up is baseball and then he's got legs beneath the baseball and arms out the sides um just a diff just wanted to do something a little different than usual so this character uh, you know is is of an era that has a, a sort of a, a time association an era association He's got the pillbox cap with the letter L on it. He's he's got you know these sort of button up. It looks like sort of half pants, half shirt with you know like pants buttoning up to what ends in like a bow tie. I guess looks like an old timey baseball player. He does of course have the mustache. When I was discussing my editorial calendar for SportsLogos.net with Chris Creamer, uh, and I told him that there was an article on this coming, his first question was. So no more mustache? And I said, nope, mustache is still there. And so that is obviously a, a centerpiece of this brand for a while that that you carried over and incorporated into this, into the new brand. Uh, tell me about the importance of not just a mustache, but this very particular style of mustache for the Lexington Legends. Well, it was important for two reasons. One was, you know, you, you mentioned this is a, a kind of as a period look. You mentioned the pillbox hat. Uh, you mentioned his jersey, which, by the way, that's not a bow tie. That's supposed to look like a collar, like the old time jerseys that uh, players from you know, turn of the century and before. I realized uh, it as soon as I said it. Yes, it's <laughs> obviously a shirt with a collar. And of course, Mighty Casey himself, who who uh, is the inspiration from Mighty Lex, had a had a. Uh, handlebar mustache it's it's stereotypical of that era uh also both iterations of the character from the previous identities had a handlebar mustache and kudos to brandios who leaned heavily into that mustache when they did lexington legends 2.0 um they you know not only did their character have that handlebar mustache but they did a baseball cap with just a mustache on it that proved to be very popular. And of course, we're bringing that back. So it was, it was both appropriate for the time period or stereotypical of the time period. And it was a big part of the brand previously. And so had to have that. For sure. And it's featured in the uh, Roundel logo that you created. So that, that mustache is, is featured prominently in uh, throughout this brand still. As prominently in the brand as it is on his face. <laughs> uh, the, you know, the challenge for you as a designer, uh, you know, and you mentioned what, you know, sort of came forward from previous iterations of the brand is, you know, for this, there's a certain amount of nostalgia for this brand, even though it hasn't been gone that long how do you where do you draw the line on what to bring back and and what to create anew well it was important to bring certain things back uh and, and please understand that these were not this was not studio assignment coming in and saying here's what's going to be best for you but what i always say to potential new clients, and this was not a new client, but when I'm, I'm talking to a potential new client and they're, they're saying, what's your process? The most important thing that I emphasize is that I ask a lot of questions and I do even more listening. And the reason for that is this, this is not a brand for me. This is a brand for that club. This is a brand for the fans of that club. And so I need to understand what the club is trying to achieve, what their vision is, what their goals are, and also what uh, what they're hoping to bring 
to the fans and for the fans. And so in this case, uh, you know, when Alicia called me and said, we're bringing, we're, we're purchasing this team and we're, we're bringing back the legends, uh, that decision had already been made on their end. Also with regard to the colors, the, they, they wanted to bring back those colors. This was a brand that was, was very well liked. Now, I do need to issue the caveat that in today's day and age of sports branding, uh, where you have names like the, well, you know, the counter clocks and the rumble ponies and the on and on, what you like to refer to as wacky brands. And they're those kinds of names and, and the, the visuals that accompany them make a major statement, make a big splash, uh, get a lot of uh, discourse going, um, sell a lot of merchandise. The name Lexington Legends is not along those lines. Mm -hmm. it's, it's comparatively benign. Mm -hmm. And so it's the name's not going to make a, a big splash, but it was nevertheless a a, a well liked identity. And so what we try to do this time around is bring back what was already good about it and polish it up and do you know I, I've referred to a couple of times now as Brandiose's iteration of this identity is Brandiose. I'm sorry, as uh, Lexington Legends 2.0. This is uh, Lexington Legends 3.0. It's okay. just the next in in the line of what's what was a a a popular brand that 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 uh, represented this club very well and the. I know ownership's goal here is to bring back uh, the excitement of Lexington Legends baseball that used to exist, kind of went away for a little while there. The team didn't go away, but the excitement did. And uh, they're looking to bring excitement back to Lexington and, the, and their fans. The name obviously features prominently in some of these secondary marks. You've got one mark where it says it will be legendary Another one with home plate and the the legend, as it were, be a legend. And uh, legends never die is another one. So there's obviously a number of marks here that that play on just the word legend. First of all, I'll just say I really like this script. It has a, a really sort of playful feeling about it. It it, it feels different from from other baseball scripts uh, while still feeling baseball-y. So not trying to blow smoke here, but I actually I, I really very much like this script. I particularly like one mark, uh, the way it just comes together. It's just like the way the word Lexington fits with the state of Kentucky above the text and then legends below, uh, and they're sort of nestled in together, and they all just sort of come together in a very visual, visually appealing way, celebrating the state of Kentucky, obviously, uh, which is something that I know that's important to this team. I've said this before on this podcast. I don't know that I have a question there, but I wanted to point that out. Well, first of all, thank you. Some of the things that you said there were actually spot on with regard to what we were trying to do. You mentioned about the script that it it was different than other scripts we've seen, yet it still feels like a baseball script. And that was exactly what I was trying to achieve here because I, I actually I think on a recent episode with you, oh, I know what, which one it was. It was... Um, <laughs> Although I don't know if it's going to drop after this one or before. So it doesn't matter which one it was. But we were talking about the fact that I've done a lot of scripts. I've done a lot of baseball brand identities. And uh, scripts are just great for a baseball brand identity. So, you know, there's no surprise that I've done a lot. So, but since I've done a lot, each time I do one, I try to bring something to it that is different than previous ones I've done. And when you've done a lot, that's a difficult thing to do. So the fact that this does feel different to you means that fortunately I was successful in what I was trying to achieve there. But also you've got, if you have a theme of an identity that is, there's a cap in front of me, the Lake County captains, when you've got 
that nautical theme, there, there are a number of opportunities because you've got boats, you've got lighthouses, you've got ship's wheels, you've got, you, you, you potentially have lifesavers. Uh, what do you call those? Uh, uh. <laughs> lifesavers is what I can I know what you're talking about the life raft or the 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 round ring that you throw out to somebody who's fallen overboard They're... we would definitely drown on a boat Dan we, we would never make it throw the round ring throw the round <laughs> ring. the lifesavers no not the mints <laughs> well whatever my the point I'm trying to make is is that certain identities have provide fodder for multiple marks with this identity the theme of this identity is, is frankly, a amorphous word, legend. How do you, what, what can you draw from when you, the name of your team is legend? You're, you're speaking about a legendary character. Now you've got the character itself. Uh, they, um, there really wasn't that much to draw upon for secondary marks. So one of the things that we decided to do is to really lean into those scripts. So there's legend script for the home jersey and a Lexington script for the road jersey. And, you know, that's not unusual for a baseball uniform, but we then created, as you were describing, some multiple word marks where these scripts are used in various ways, not just by themselves. And there's also a script that says legendary. And then an accompanying one that says it it will be legendary. Actually, that's being used currently as a teaser billboard in Lexington, as a teaser that something legendary is coming. And hopefully when they see that mustache, they'll get an, an idea, if not know for certain what is coming. Um, so th those scripts play a big part in this brand identity. and. I, I think it's cool that you, you you said there's no question here, but you were talking about how that stood out to you. And that's a good thing because we need things that that work that are not necessarily objects. In this case, that those lettering solutions play a big part in what this brand will be visually as well as how it will work on merchandise. For sure, absolutely. And I think that those those billboards and and obviously that, you know, this, this will not be a huge surprise. This announcement that the legends are back because you know that that legendary teaser. I've seen it on social media as well. You know that certainly calling back to the old brand in in ways that fans of the team will, will recognize. The last mark that I wanted to just comment on here: there is a a single letter L that has as the cross stroke on the bottom of the letter, rather than the cross stroke with a serif on it. You've got the state of Kentucky. Uh, I think that's a, a fun approach that definitely ties to the to the previous brand, incorporates the state of Kentucky again, and um, you know stands alone as a letter L. And then also uh, there's a version where it has this L with E X on it, stacked in a way that uh, that carried over from the previous brand as well. Well, it's uh, it's a new mark, but it's not really a new take. The original, the Legends 1.0 identity. Uh, their home cap was an L with the bottom bar, horizontal bar made of the state. So this is really an homage to the original identity. Uh -huh. And if I'm not mistaken, even though the Brandios identity did not have a standalone L, I believe they had an LEX mark where, where it did that as well. So again, this, this identity... Even though we've, we've got a new character and we've got new lettering, uh, there's a lot we wanted to bring back and in, in, we intentionally brought back. And as homages to the, the, the history of, of this uh, ball club in Lexington. So it, all of that was intentional. And this is a, we created a new version of that. So it's genuinely a new logo, but it, it's all based on the past. Well, normally by the time we've talked about these brands, we know what the, the popular reception was out there in the world. We'll see what that looks like on uh, 
<laughs> the Thursday before this episode drops. So there's a weird sort of time warp thing going on here. I feel like uh, Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future, like, you know, sort of traveling back and forth in time. But it's a it's a fun brand. I have no doubt that it is going to be well received and embraced by fans who are nostalgic for the old team and fans who like the new look. Dan Simon, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again in just a moment for Studio Simon Stumpers. In the meantime, uh, thank you so much for for talking about this before it is unleashed on the world. Well, thank you for having me on. This was a fun one because it's like we're in a time machine here. I know it, it feels it's exciting to me. I love I love this access. It makes me feel uh, like I uh, like an like a, a industry insider here, which is Bo what you are. <laughs> Go follow Dan on Instagram and tell him what you think of the new logo at studio underscore Simon. Dan, we'll see you in a minute. See you soon. All right, everyone, welcome back. I am so pleased to be joined on short order because this is a this is a quick turnaround on this episode. I am joined by Brendan Kane, who is a nature and history educator in the state of Kentucky. Brendan, first of all, how are you doing? Not too bad, Paul. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Have you seen the new Legends logo? Have you checked that out yet? Absolutely. I love it. It is legendary, as they say. The, this this uh, interview is happening after the logo has been released, unlike the rest of the segments that we recorded for this episode, which were before the, the logo was released. So we know now that this has been a very well-received rebrand here. The people, the people love it. I'm going to ask you as a, as a, as a, an educator of uh, nature and history and culture in the state of Kentucky, why is Kentucky legendary? See, and that's such a great question because Kentucky truly, as a state, has so much to offer. Going back to recognizing we're on ancestral lands of the Cherokee and the Shawnee and their understanding of how they use these lands. Uh, to then we start seeing, you know, early, correctly, the late 1700s, early 1800s, we're seeing people move west, uh, you know, the Wilderness Road coming through Kentucky, seeing people start coming out here, understanding, realizing that. Parts of Virginia aren't that great for growing corn, but Kentucky has some of the finest corn growing land. And with that corn growing land, eventually you end up in the bourbon production uh, that, uh, you know, the state is quite well known for. You start mixing <laughs> bourbon, you start adding in horses, the Kentucky Derby, all of this. There's so many different, you know, you get down through the western parts of Kentucky, uh, you get so many just absolutely amazing his natural beauty whether that's caves whether that's lakes whether that's rivers there's truly so much to do if you like hot rods you like corvettes truly legendary opportunities here legendary cave system absolutely the largest i just wrote about this on sports logos with the bowling green hot rods and their caveman brand the largest surveyed network of caves in the world over 400 miles of surveyed caves exists in kentucky Obviously, the the Corvette Museum fans of minor league baseball will remember the sinkholes identity that the Bowling Green Hot Rods did. Of course, this Lexington Legends brand has played in the past off of the uh, Kentucky Derby, which is a legendary horse race. So you've mentioned you know nature and, and history and and culture. You're not from there originally. What when you got to Kentucky? What was it that impressed you? What did you notice right away that was like the thing about you know that made in your mind? Kentucky legendary from your own personal experience? It, it absolutely has to be the people. Uh, hmm. Whether, you know, whether you're living in, you know, one of the three large cities here, whether you're living in any of the, you know, more urban areas or living very much in these small rural communities, uh, it doesn't matter where you come from, but you very quickly, quickly are kind of just brought into the community. And, uh, you know, it's that, that Southern hospitality uh, that is truly so, so strong here that doesn't matter where you come from, but you're here now and you're one of us, whether you're here for a day, a month, three years, whatever it is, you're one of us now. So now you've been working there and you your you know your job is to to educate people who who visit from other places. Do you think there's something about Kentucky that surprises people when they get there? 
Yeah, I think a lot of people just think that, you know, Kentucky is one of those states that you just get on the road and you drive through and, and you just you're just passing through you're really with, you know, whatever that final destination is in mind. And then you stop and, you know, you're drinking an A-Late on the side of the road and you realize that there truly is so much to do that it's um, some cases a closely guarded secret, mm. uh, but truly is just a land of opportunities. Have you uh, experienced any of the iconic things, the Kentucky Derby, the bourbon? I'm guessing possibly you've experienced the the bourbon. Have you done like a distillery tour? Oh, I mean, I, I, I live thankfully not too far from the bourbon trail. So you can just hit distillery after distillery. So in fact, you seem to be enjoying a beverage right now. Is that uh, a product of the state? Absolutely is. Can't go wrong with some good Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> absolutely. How about a mint julep? Have you had a mint julep? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Waiting for my mint plant is has some recent pluck in. So waiting for that to start getting getting me uh, some more some more leaves here. So it really is like you've got this history that you talked about with the uh, with the indigenous people who uh, inhabited the area uh, and still inhabit the area. Uh, you have the Corvette Museum that features these sort of spectacular vehicles, some of which got swallowed up by that sinkhole. And, and then, of course, the you know incredible natural beauty of these these incredible caves that exist there. So really, like it's you'd be hard pressed to find a state that had like that much you know variety uh, of legendary things that are happening. One one last question here before I let you go. You've obviously seen this character that was just unveiled, Mighty Lex. What do you think of Mighty Lex, the character here, as a baseball player? I, I love it. I think, I mean, truly, it is absolutely legendary. I mean, you said it, Brendan. You said it. Yeah, Brendan, yeah. thank you so much for coming and talking about Kentucky on short order. So I know this was a quick turnaround. We appreciate it. And, uh, hey, next time Baseball Palooza is in Kentucky, we've already done the the bats and the the hot rods. we got to get there and do a Legends game. We'll share some, uh, we'll share some bourbon. Absolutely, Paul. Thanks, Brendan. All right, everyone, welcome back. Hey, guess what? It's Dan Simon of Studio Simon with his Studio Simon Stumper. Obviously, uh, you've listened this far. Dan created this brand. Dan, welcome back. I'm excited to see where we're going with your Studio Simon Stumper this morning. Well, as has been well established here, the, the focal point of this new identity is a character along the lines of legendary folk hero, Mighty Casey, the powerful slugger of the Mudville Nine. So with that in mind, our studio Simon Stumper today asks, which of the following names inspired by other legendary characters was once the name of another independent minor league baseball player? Was it A, the Ohio Silver, if you don't get where that, uh, it took a second. It landed. Okay. It, it took a second, but it landed. Okay. B is the Pecos Billies, and C is the Bangor Blue Ox. Oof. Okay, so the Ohio Silver, which is hilarious. I hope that that one's fake because I want to believe that you came up with that because that one is is funny and I enjoy it. Let me, if it helps at all, Okay. Let, let, let me tell you what these mean. You obviously got the first one. Silver was the name of the Lone Ranger's horse. And whenever he would like take off to go save the day or capture the bad guy, he would say, hi-yo, Silver. <laughs> and I think he might've even then said, away, but at least hi-yo, Silver. So yeah. that's where Ohio Silver comes from. Pecos Billies, there, there was a, I thought, a pretty famous folk hero named Pecos Bill. Oh, there probably is. Uh, and that's just larger uh, than life Texas cowboy who famously wrangled a uh, tornado with a lariat. He, hmm. was, he was along the lines of, of Paul Bunyan. Yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, the Bangor Blue Ox, that babe, the Blue Ox, was uh, Paul Bunyan's bovine companion. So. Yeah. Those are the reasons for these three names. Okay, so uh, the minimal sussing that I'm able to do here, because they all seem like they're possible, I am choosing to believe that Ohio Silver is too clever for a team to have come up with, and that as, that is from the the mind of Dan Simon. Pecos Bill, I, I like, but Banger Blue Ox 
is the one that jumped out at me as being potentially a real team without any actual information to base that on. I'm going banger blue ox, not Pecos Billies, not Ohio Silver. When I ask you these questions, I genuinely want you to answer correctly. <laughs> and when you don't, I feel bad. Okay. And I do not feel bad today because oh. you did it correctly. Yes. <laughs> Very the, good. The Banger Blue Ox was a professional baseball team in the independent Northeast League in 1996 and 1997. Um, they were the first professional baseball team in Bangor, Maine in over 80 years. Um, and unfortunately, they did not last long. They, they played on a college campus in hopes of getting a new stadium built. They hoped that this team would generate enough interest to uh, uh, get a new stadium built. Those efforts uh were never realized and so they lasted but two seasons but in those two seasons they had a particularly notable player uh, one of the things about baseball is for whatever reason it lends itself to wonderful nicknames you know you had Jolton Joe DiMaggio who was also known as the Yankee Clipper you had players like Blue Moon Odom a pitcher for the uh for the 1960s and 70s Oakland A's. You had Al Roboski, who was known as the Mad Hungarian. Uh, Willie Mays was the Say Hey Kid. You had Shoeless Joe Jackson, just wonderful, wonderful nicknames. And one of my favorite nicknames was that of Dennis Oil Can Boyd, who was a uh, pitcher for most notably the Boston Red Sox. Um, he pitched in the 1986 World Series against the Darryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden, Gary Carter, New York Mets. Uh, so he was attempting a comeback five years since he last pitched in the majors, 10 years removed from pitching in that 1986 World Series, played for the 1996 uh, Bangor Blue Ox. And despite going 10-0 with a 3.22 earned run average, no major league team came a calling so uh that's the story of the banger blue ox another team named after the theme of legendary characters well what a morning this has been we got to do the first ever pre-release episode of baseball by design and i was able to pull the answer to studio simon stumpers out of thin air dan thank you so much for everything that you do to to facilitate these conversations, you know, we've known each other a long time, and and so many times I've gotten to see these brands that you've created and write about them in advance to make sure that we had a a story ready to go on SportsLogos.net, and this is another instance where you have helped make that happen. And now we got to talk about it on the podcast for the first time. So thank you for all of that. Thank you for all that you do, and we will see you next week. I am looking forward to next week when I get to once again chat with a podcast legend. <laughs> and guess what? Next week is another episode about a team that has not yet been released at the time of the recording. It will be legendary. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>